I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum! Astral Radio Z is a horror, cult, exploitation film podcast by filmmakers, critics, musicians, journalists, and fans for the film obsessed. Here is your host, Derek Terry. Welcome to another episode of Astro Radio Z. As always, I'm your host, Derek Carey, and along with me today is Amanda. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, boy. I don't know if I'm doing all that great. I mean, you have you can see, listeners, what we're going to be talking about today, um, Amanda and I, because I, at some point, well, how long ago was it? Probably... Several months ago. Yeah, a couple months <laughs> Uh, at Walmart, there was the five pack of the Paranormal Activity movies, Dirt Cheap, and I'm a sucker. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll buy this and we'll watch this, um, because I had seen the original years ago. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think when I got a copy of it, either 2010 or 2009. I'm trying to think when this original one did come out. It was a lot earlier than that, I think. Um, we're looking 2007 it's yeah. accredited as, but it did toil around in the festival circuit for a really long time, but oh. but I got a copy of this from uh some people that are in uh, the film scene. So this was before it was released and picked up by a major studio and it had an entirely different ending than the one we watched. And uh, I remember not liking it then. And then, and for some reason, I decided, oh, I'll give it, a, I'll give the series a chance. And here we are, all these years later, we had an epic two-day marathon session. <sighs> I'm taking it. That wasn't fun for you. Uh, it was something. Yes, it certainly was something. <laughs> So this episode, we're going to go through the entire run, all six films as of right now in 2016. Who knows? They claim that it's over, but you know it's not over. These films can be made for like 10 cents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, eventually they're going to make more of these fucking things. But uh, we'll go through and we'll talk about these and our general thoughts uh, if we really have any, if there's much to really talk about any of this stuff. Um, but first, we're going to sit and look at, because sometimes people actually write on my message boards and uh, respond to some some of the episodes. So uh, we're going to talk about the last episode, Gonzo Sequels, and um, our good bud, Doc, uh, whose name is Steven, but we'll call him Doc. Because uh, that's what everyone calls him. Wrote in, and he had this to say about uh, the Jason X conversation last week. After Derek made his comment about Jason X on another planet, it made me think of classic Star Trek. I want Jason on an old West planet, <laughs> on a '30s gangster planet, etc. <laughs> now, we had a short conversation about this um, on the message boards, but uh, honestly. As much as I want something like that to happen, it will never happen. Can you imagine a Friday the 13th in the Old West? Do you think they would give him six shooters? Uh, that or he would use uh, um, 
What are those things that they use? I can see him using various. I can see him using various old west farming implements to torture people. That would be great. Yeah. So do you remember like uh, uh, the horse plows that they would put on the backs of horses? Sure. Using that to somehow string people together and murder them all at once. Or... Well, don't those plows though? They're like the, those heavy things where they dig oh, yeah, into the, the ground. That is, is that the, what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more of the harness, but that would be even better. Those big, you could split somebody right in half. How would you use the harness? So what? I don't know. To bind them in some fashion. Okay, so he he would use them as like slaves in order to like, he'd he'd string people up kind of like they would in those old (laughs) movies on train tracks. Yeah, maybe. And then he would just have them. Oh, interesting. I was more thinking about with spurs (laughs) and, and six shooters. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Jason having having to wear a bandana across his hockey mask. <laughs> that would be funny. I like that. I like that. I like that. And thirties gangster. You think he would wear a, a suit jacket and a fedora? Yeah, a little fedora on top of his, his hockey of his mask. Ha- hockey mask. Yeah. I love these ideas. I love <laughs> Doc. I told you on the Facebook page, and I'm going to say it again. These need to be made. I don't care if they're fan films, audience. If you are an amateur filmmaker, you want to go out and make fan films, please. Oh, maybe I should get a hold of my bud, Jason Cook. He's made tons of these damn fan moves. Make me a gangster. Uh, the 30s gangster. <laughs> Jason movie or a Old West Jason movie. I love these ideas. I I personally just... Oh, you need to see Jason X. You still haven't seen I that have one. Not. That's Jason in Space. Yep, I have not seen that one. So what would you imagine a Jason in Space would be like? Uh, him throwing people out of airlocks and they explode. Unfortunately, that does not happen. That's disappointing. <laughs> then, okay, so then option two. What else? What would you like to see happen? <sighs> Trowels around the spacecraft, maiming people with funny things because there's no gravity. That happens to an extent. Okay, okay so now okay, now okay. you know what Jason okay, X okay. is more like. Even though it would be it would be great where he just kind of waited for people to come to the airlocks, kicks them out, and then it would just be pure talks like like yeah. kind of like a goof video, like yeah. an April Fool's video, <laughs> where all of a sudden jokes he, on you, <laughs> it just shoots out the airlock. There we go. <coughs> There's another fan film. Somebody make yeah. that goof film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're giving YouTubers too much inf- fodder and information in order to make their blockbuster viral hits on mm-hmm. Jason X. Yep. Yep, all the sequels. So anyways, paranormal activities. You you ready to go into this? If I have to relive these again, I suppose. Okay, so here we go folks. We're going to take a short break. I want you to listen to my my bud's band Brutaler. This awesome track that's called Hey Fuckface. It's a rocket track, dudes. Listen to it and when we come back We're going to talk about cabinet doors that open and shut on their own. (laughs) And two idiots that live in a house. (laughs) And a bunch of affluent white people that deserve to die. (laughs) We'll be back. Take a place, 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 take a place
many podcasts offer TV and movie news. Along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher and all good third-party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video star clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We are your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news reviews and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flicks podcast, where the Chris versus Kev Civil War never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. Welcome back, folks. Here we are, 2016. You've sat with me, and we've watched many franchises at this point, and talked about many sleazy flicks, and now we're going to talk about something that normal people watch, the Paranormal Activity movies. So we're going to go through all six of them. It's not going to be as in-depth as the vast majority of the shows of Astro Radio Z when we go into these franchises. This is going to be more just a casual conversation okay really do you think there's a lot to talk no. about when it comes to these films it's the same movie five times over six no the, that one stands alone a bit okay it's a little different no yeah. that's this is yeah. true so how did you amanda come into the paranormal do you have paranormal activities movies did you do you have like a history with them at all or was this like the first no exposure i, I saw the first and second one and i think part of the third one in sequence as they came out. In the theater? I think I saw the first one in the theater, but the others not. Just hmm. like at home. I've been told, uh, our good buddy, which we're not going to use our name for him, because I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate on my, <laughs> on my radio show us calling him that, but my good bud and Astro Radio Z listeners will know his name, uh, John Pata. He claims, and he stands by this, that these are great theater movies. I would believe that. I would believe they're great theater movies, the energy of a crowd. And as you know, watching movies next to me, I'm always good for a jump scare. I startle oh, easily. Very easily. It doesn't scare me. It just startles me. Well, um, we have we usually watch of, it with the stereo cranked. Yeah, on a eight-foot screen. Yeah, in, we have in a the projection theater, screen. In the theater room in our, in our house. Um, so I'm always good for a startle scare. So that would be kind of fun in a theater. And then you kind of have the nervous energy afterwards. Where everybody kind of giggles and laughs together. And that's always fun. Yes. So I can I can see that. How sure. These would be good theater movies. What if you had to sit and watch this alone? If you had all the lights off um, and the st- sound was cranked and you're sitting by yourself, you think these would be kind of scary? I think the first one would be why the first one but then it start they start to get a little too cheesy and a little too they just start getting a little too corny for me to be truly frazzled and unnerved by them so even the ending of this one i don't necessarily appreciate in this one you're referring to number one because we have number one one, sorry yeah we have number one in the background so why do you say part one might be scary. Is it because you're you wouldn't be familiar with the setup? Yeah, and in the second and third, and of course in the the runs afterwards, 
the storylines start to get a little too fantastical and involved. Really? Yeah. I think, I mean, if I'm talking about like genuinely being unnerved by a movie, right. I need it to be a little bit more realistic and a little bit more in line with my own beliefs. Sure. And so it starts to get a little too ridiculous. Okay. And well, fanciful. Okay. So let's put this out there. Neither of us are Christians. Correct. So all of the gobbledygook that happens in these movies is kind of meaningless to us. Yeah. And really doesn't affect us in a profound way. Right. But. the uh, It's like if they would have left it kind of unexplained and if they would have left it un, a, a little unresolved. Then I then I think it would have been a little unnerving. Everybody's afraid of what they can't see. Of the see unknown. And the unknown. And so I think if they would have left it like that, that would have been difficult to sit with at the end of the movie. Sure. But then they start evolving it into this, you know, pagan cult that went on for hundreds of years, is attempting to resurrect some weird demon who has shins and... <laughs> <laughs> Slimy shins. <laughs> Slimy shins and stuff like that. And... um. Yeah, I don't know. It just gets to, gets a little too involved. And maybe I say that because at the end of this movie, I know what's coming ne- next. But well, now that now, we've seen the now, entire yeah, thing, that's what I mean. But going, it's starting out. So let's go ahead and let's start. With, yeah, let's, let's start with the one. first film. Mm-hmm. So Amanda, what would you give the plot synopsis as for the first film? Two idiots live in a house where doors open periodically. Ta-da! There you go. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a perfect synopsis. <laughs> I think it's a good way to start talking about these because essentially the first mm-hmm. film is the blueprint for the entire yeah. series in the series up until part five, which they don't even call part five. They call it the marked, the marked ones. ones. And then they called the newest one part five. They don't call that part six. Yeah, they don't recognize the fifth one as a film within the series no. necessarily. Sequentially. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we fucked this up. There's seven films. What? Remember the Japanese <gasps> one, <laughs> Paranormal Activity Two, Tokyo Nights, or as I call it, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk about that when we get to part two. <laughs> when we get to part two, we'll talk about Tokyo Drift. Um, Maybe what we, we could call it six and a half movies. Six and it's a half. A step movie. off of the second. Sure. Anyway, okay. Okay, so so part one essentially just the story of the this couple that all of a sudden in their house start experiencing weird phenomena. phenomena. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's uh, footsteps in the night. Um, there's op- doors opening and shutting. Yeah. Lots of rumbling going on. If you have a subwoofer, this is a good movie to make sure that it, it that works. it's working properly. For, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it also, it sets up the blueprint and which is why to me, ultimately the films don't work. Yeah. Is that they telegraph everything that's about to happen. So the whole movie. Way it, too predictable. It posits that um, this phenomena is happening. Uh, the lead character, Micah, who's the boyfriend of the couple, of um, is into uh, videography. He likes cameras. He likes technology. He's a, uh, he's a day trader, correct? I think so. Is that what, they, what he is know. for profession? I, they, they never really explain it, but the way it looks, he's a day trader. He, he uh, deals with stocks and stuff like that, and that's how he's able to sit and devote so much time to what's going on with the mm-hmm. cameras and whatnot. So they set up these surveillance cameras all over the house, 
and they record him while they sleep, while they walk around. He walks around, gets the camera in. Uh, is her name Kelly? Is Katie. that Katie? I think the only st- um, still shots in the movie, as opposed to other ones where they cycle between various cameras, and this one is in their bedroom. I think that's the only place where there's a stable camera. Oh, for this for one. For this one. The rest of them, where it's showing the types of shots where they're meandering around the house, Micah's physically carrying the camera. No, you're right. Yeah, I'm thinking it's yeah. easy to sit and Ugh. get get these movies mixed up because literally they are all the same film. Yeah. It's all the same thing. But in this one, there's only two cameras. Main camera, which in their bedroom. is essentially now a, a famous shot. Of the bed and the mm-hmm. door, mm-hmm. and it just sits overnight, and you sit and watch, and occasionally their door will open, and it'll <laughs> shut. Or you hear a thud somewhere. <coughs> right. Off camera. And for what it was at the time that it came out, and uh, the it kind of the back end of the reality TV thing, this was engaging. Yeah. It was engaging then. Yeah. It would have been, it would still be engaging if they did it once. And that was it. And that was it. No. Well. If the remainder of the movies had a different style, if they didn't always have somebody in the family who happened to be into video editing and videoing and all these other things, if they didn't happen to always have this low, slow build of paranormal phenomenon, if they didn't always have, you know, it, it was always the same. Always. Always. If it would have if they would have deviated from that, the first one would still be interesting and engaging. I gotta ask you, who the fuck's editing these videos? Micah, I would assume. No, not all of them. Well, in this one it says that the police found the footage. So okay, maybe the so, police department edited Okay, it. see I forgot so so in this one that's what they're saying is they found all this footage and they did so it's that yeah, typical conceit. I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's that's what the film is. We're if you've never seen these films, we may spoil them because really, the whole film is in each of these is you have seventy minutes of setup, and then maybe ten to fifteen minutes of yeah. actual story of mm-hmm. like something that happens. Yeah, where the vast majority of it is just these people's daily lives and doors and chairs move on their own occasionally. There's there most of the movies have. Three or four minute sequences of literally nothing going on where they attempt to be build suspense. And then you hear a rumble and you know something's going to happen and you just have to find it within the master shot. That's what bothered me mostly. And that started not so much with the first one because the, the shot, as we're watching it right now, it's playing in front of us. It is a, a very clean shot. Uh, there's a, ma- a bed. And a door. That's it. And that's Mm -hmm. all. So your eye isn't as confused as part two, where they have all these surveillance cameras. And they're moving between surveillance cameras. So much to look at and take in on the screen that it becomes fatiguing, at least to me, that I don't know, because there's long periods of time where there's just this bass rumble where you know something's going to happen. That's your trigger. And then it's just a matter of what's going to happen, what's going to creep you out, what's going to jump. And that's where, you know, I think the tension lies where they built mm-hmm. it, at least the first couple. But then as the series goes along, it becomes a crutch and you no longer are scared. It's just a matter of, well, when okay, something's going to jump. It? What am I yeah. looking for? Did yeah. I miss it? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. And that that really, to me, <clears throat> made this a, a series 
horror for idiots is what I <laughs> what I kind of label the series for because yeah. there's nothing scary about it. Yeah. Well, and in this film, they, they start at some point, I think they start to set up something uh, in, with a house fire that plays out more in other series. So they do start to kind of set things up. It's not supposed to be kind of really standalone. It's like, I think you could have edited, and we had this discussion as we were watching them, you could have edited the first f- four movies or five movies into a single film. Four movies. Yeah, into a single film and picked up from there. <laughs> F- frankly, it would have been a lot more interesting. Well, I think so. And this is a good segue. We might as well, with that idea, because I think I do agree with you. Yeah. The first three films at least could have been all edited yeah. into one film and so it would have been fine. It comes out during the process of the first one that Katie and her sibling, um, Christy? Katie and Christy, yeah. Katie and her sibling, Christy, um, experienced paranormal phenomenon and activity as children, but um, they are very dismissive of it now and... Um, because they've leave been brainwashed. Yeah, leave it alone, and don't, we don't want to talk about it, and um, you just can't give it into it, and blah, 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 blah. But that was going to be my question. In the the movies that follow this, they're very much so involved in these culty activities and are being groomed and trained. When they were and kids. Pulling, when they were kids. Does she, is it just implied that somehow she's forgotten all of this and she's been brainwashed out of it or what? That was not to skip ahead. And if you guys haven't seen any of these movies and want to see them and don't want them spoiled, we may spoil them. So maybe skip this until you finally see um, all the movies because it's going to be impossible to talk about these movies without, without spoiling it because there's really not much content other than the big reveals in the last 15 mm-hmm. minutes of each of these films. There's no backstory until that point. Right. But no, the newest one is what showed that. The new, the ghost dimension. Yeah, That's I- the one where they showed that uh, the two girls. Ponytail. Ponytail priest <laughs> ponytail was priest. grooming them. For, you know, bringing about Toby back yeah. to life. But he was also at the same time making making them regress and uh, put that knowledge behind them. Okay. So, the, okay. They were like in a state of hypnosis or something during Correct. the course of these things. Oh, I see. Correct. I must have. I, I just assume that was implied because in, in the first movie, um, for 90% of it, Katie... Um, and even until the last few moments of it, Katie, and ostensibly is unaware of her actions, yeah. um, Katie uh, really is very dismissive about what's going on and doesn't f- seem to know much about it, isn't engaging, isn't trying to help Micah until, you know, three doors open in the middle of the night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or they find that photo of they her in the attic. They find that photo of her in the attic. Right. That Which, was supposed to burn up in a house fire or something. Right, right. Which brings us to another conceit in these films, which is these films are mostly about very rich white people that live in big homes, yeah. families mm-hmm. with with uh, little girls. Mm-hmm. And little boys. The, little, second, yes. the third one is little boys. Right, because little boys are, are little uh, boys. carry a big uh, part of this the uh, universe. The lineage of this Toby. Right, whatever, right. Yeah. He wants to possess a little boy and come yeah. back to life. That's kind of the, the point of it. But 
um, because the, the backstory is there's there's a coven of witches that are attempting to bring yeah. this spirit back to life, which doesn't make any sense. Why? What's special about this spirit? What the fuck is special about Toby? In my opinion, real second-rate demon. He's a very second-rate demon. Because mostly, all he's concerned with is moving chairs around. And I don't understand why he's so... Okay, you're a demon from another fucking dimension. And you have a purpose and a point, and it's to, like, reinvigor Katie into bringing you back to life. Why are you wasting so much time just squeaking a chair around? Or opening doors. Just get to the point, dude. <laughs> just possess the damn girl. Just do it already. <laughs> and they they do try to rationalize that a bit, saying that it feeds on fear and it gets bigger and stronger with fear and yeah, blah, blah. But um, it's a little on the frustrating side that the, like I said, the entire movie is just... Toby, this fa- this demon who just is a pretty lackluster demon in my opinion, <laughs> doesn't leave it doesn't doesn't leave you anything to write home to mom about. Well, he doesn't. He he does spend far too much time walking about, Dicking about, like building suspense when his whole agenda is to just possess a girl. Yeah, and get them. I guess stay with them until they're impregnated. So that he can come back to life? Uh, Frankly, I don't know. And also, what is so special about this particular... They talk about how this midwife's coven has been around for centuries and centuries and centuries. Why right now? Why hasn't this been going on? No, but the... Why haven't they been able to bring Toby back before? Why right now? I guess they didn't explain... I was hoping they would explain what was special... About Katie, did she have some astronomically important birthday? You know, you know. Maybe they were just. You know, I don't know. It takes a long time because they have to be child rearing. I don't know. I have no idea. Or maybe back in the day, there's been generations of child rearing women prior to her. Maybe back in the day, those white people. Weren't so fucking dismissive of everything that was in front of them, all the evidence of paranormal activities yeah. that uh, they just said, fuck this, killed killed the people and said, I'm done with I'm out. it. Peace out. Instead, which which was bringing me, this was a long roundabout way to get to this, is that everyone in these films has, for the most part, other than part five, which people have labeled the Latino uh, paranormal. paranormal activity, which is the marked ones, which is the good one. Which is the good one. Is the best one. Best. Easily the best one. Yeah. But uh, other than that, <coughs> there's always a, a, a well-off, affluent, family. affluent white family, little girls, a dismissive wife that doesn't believe anything and always just says, ah. Dismissive to the point where things are happening right in front of them, yet they still, you know... No, there's some other no, reasonable explanation as to no. why everything in my kitchen exploded out of right. the cabinets. Oh, especially after they've been shown videotapes. Yeah. They've been filming oh, this shit. And that's the other thing. After this first one, there really is not seem to be a night a daily routine of reviewing the video footage where behavior is like escalating and escalating mm-hmm. and escalating, which would easily prove to the dismissive family. And or wife. Shit's like, going down. Stuff is happening here. Well, especially, and let's let's go, I might as well skip right to it because we're skipping, we, we might I'm as well. jumping around. We're just lumping to, yeah. all of them into one story. 
the newest one, the Ghost Dimension, where they have this special VHS camcorder <laughs> that that has extra tubes in it. The yeah. extra tubes equal ghosts. Ghost tubes. You can see ghosts now. Ghost tubes. They can see the fucking ghost. And they still, he's, all you got to do is, dude, show your fucking wife. Yeah. Just and show he just her. just doesn't. Nope. She doesn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Brings a, a priest in. Yeah. Oh, that fucking, oh, jeez. I don't, okay, I'm not going to get wrapped up into that yet. Okay, so so the first movie is is about the couple. The second movie is about, it, it's a parallel movie that happens at the same time as the yeah. first one. Mm-hmm. About uh, Christy and... Katie's sister. Katie's sister and her family. Who bears a son. Who bears a son, Hunter. Hunter. That they then, to have Toby... Christy does. Yes. Excuse me. Katie does. The eldest sister does. She wants the baby. Right. Because recall, at the end of the film, Katie kills her sister. Right. Well, okay. Mm Because the first one. And takes the baby. Okay. So this is, this is funny. The first time I saw this movie was, it's not a bootleg, but it was a screener uh, that was rounding about because it was on the festival circuit and it had a vastly different ending the first one vastly different ending than what was ultimately released in the theaters now what was released in the theaters is that by the end of this movie katie gets possessed kills micah and then lunges at the camera with a really shitty cgi ghost face cgi ghost face lunges everywhere in this series series that's a if you're scared you're scared of cgi that wishes past the screen in the background (laughs) and stuff that jumps at the screen get ready to change your underpants often this is your this is your wet dream come true (laughs) is this series but uh the original ending and chandeliers swinging around oh yeah lots of swinging chandeliers oh Mm -hmm. man that shit just makes me piddle in my pants so frightened many frights yeah. Felt. Nope. Yeah. Anyways, the original ending to this um, was vastly different in which Katie goes down in the, if I remember this correctly, she goes down the stairs and you're you're stuck with the the, uh, the one stationary camera in the, the bedroom. Just picking up ancillary noise. Right. She goes down there. Micah follows. She ends, there's a lot of, there's a scuffling going on. She comes back up, having killed Micah, is covered in blood, sits down in the um, the doorway and rocks for, like, hours. Then all of a sudden, the cops show up. She gets up, covered in blood, walks toward the cops, walks downstairs, and all you hear is gunfire. And the movie yeah, ends. Leading you to believe Katie's been killed by the police. Right. I thought of anything in the movie... It left this such dire, kind of like gloomy, oppressive tone to it that it worked. And that would have been good because that would have left the mystery. And then they could have just ended it. Nope. Nope. Paramount Pictures or whoever. Who picked this up? Yeah, it was Paramount Pictures. Nope. They picked this up because the original movie was made for like $10,000. The dude refilmed, recut so many times this film to make it work. It, it literally was a work in progress for years. Yeah. And then it got picked up, made millions, became cultural phenomenon. So now we're, we're stuck with this series of movies. So the family, then that's part two. 
No, part yeah, part two. Part two is Christie's family. Is her family, and it, and um the the phenomenon that's going on in Katie and Micah's is is portrayed in the second one is also taking place in Christie's family. Um, <clears throat> though she is slightly dismissive, it's actually her teenage daughter who's concerned and things like that. Right. And so then you are moving between security cameras in their home, catching all this footage. And at the end of the second one is where it really um, crosses paths with the first Mm -hmm. in which you see Katie come in to the home possessed, kill the family and steal the baby hunter. Okay, so now I got a question for you. Do you think that it doesn't make sense that... She comes in, Katie comes in at the end, force pushes yeah. Christy, who was also part of the coven yeah. back in the day, and takes Hunter. It would make a lot, hell of a lot more sense to me if they teamed up, like with, like a witch super pack. It doesn't make any sense to me. All of a sudden she has, you know, Jedi powers and whatnot. I don't understand why all of a sudden Katie, who was groomed simultaneously with yeah. her sister Christy, who in the remainder of the series, Christy is in the actually, next- yes, Christy is actually the primary target and the one communicating with Toby. Why Katie is like, peace out, fuck you, kills her and takes the baby and just runs off. Right. Why aren't they teaming up like a super pack of of midwife witches? Well, because they were writing this as they went along. Obviously. There was no, like, sense of overall story. Even though I read this on the wikis. Oh, the wikis told me that the last one that we just watched last night, the ghost farce, the ghost image, yeah. was was that he was planning on making two more movies after that. Oh, Lord of mercy! And then Bloom, who Bloomhouse Films, who were making these, he said, "Nah, I'm done with this. Yeah, we're you. finishing this. Thank up. you, Bloomhouse Films. The greatest. Woo! Good yes. decision. <laughs> that was the the greatest Christmas gift you could ever give." <laughs> So the next film, part three, is actually a prequel. Now, do you have one of those snappy uh, one-line synopsises for part three? A blended family of idiots lives in a house where doors open and close, and Toby is named. It So it's, it's basically the prequel where the two girls from part one and part two are kids mm-hmm. in the 80s, mm-hmm. and where... The Phantom VHS camcorder came from, from Are part sure? six. Yes, hundred percent. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so this film I thought was like way better than the the first two movies. And I'll say the mom, adorable bangs, loved her haircut. She was. They were all. They were finally because one of my problems They're with the a first normal family. Well, and they actually had like personality. Yeah. And so the setup in this film is that Katie and Christy are kids living with their mom who has taken in a partner, Dennis, a mm-hmm. boyfriend, Dennis. So it's a blended family yeah. living in this home, which I think a lot of people can connect with. Right. And right. the little girls, the little girls are um, shown as siblings interacting in normal ways, having birthday parties and just um, you know, having a normal Little life. Before we go into three more, part two had, there was another part two made by a Japanese company. (laughs) Paramount Pictures was totally aware of it. 
Tokyo uh, Part Two, Tokyo Nights, aka Tokyo Drift, uh, is basically a, a Japanese remake of Part One. We got 15 minutes into it, and I said, "Fuck this! I don't yeah. want to watch this." Which we found on YouTube with hilariously subtitled into English. It was hilariously subtitled into English by someone who did not speak English as a first language. Obviously, yeah. obviously, and on, honestly, I'll, I'll say this for the vast majority of these films: just skip it. There's no point, (laughs) which is which ultimately will probably be what I have to say about everything here. But um, so anyways, Tokyo Nights, that's the point five of the film. So six point five films. Yeah, yeah, forgettable. So anyway, so part three again, we're not even completable. (laughs) No, 15 minutes in. And I said, you know what? There's only so much I'm going to do for this podcast. I will say there there was a, a disintegrating pile of salt. In that, oh one. yeah, in the Tokyo, and it did start off. A I like lot that you were, about, you were about to call. You were about to call it Tokyo Drift. <laughs> it's Tokyo Night. <laughs> no, um, call it Tokyo Drift. And it did. Please. It did start off a little faster too. I mean, it picked up pretty quick. And within the first fifteen minutes, there was some action, as opposed to these other films. But, uh, but it's still the whatever. Same still not enough to save it for me. No, still the same fucking trash. So, yeah. anyways. Part three. So you got you're finally starting to get some sort of backstory to the nonsense that happened in mm-hmm. part one and part two. And uh, while I say that I, I liked this movie, it was still a fucking snooze fest. Yeah, it was still 70 to 75 minutes of nothing. If we had to pick one, you know what I mean? Of the first three films. Of the first three films. Three is the best. Um, but again, we're ranking this in like negative. We're still in the negative point zone. Here. Oh, we're easily. We're easily in. Derek is not recommending any of these films. We're still in that that zone. And as we said before, I think of these first three films, you could you part three should be the first one. Yeah. Well, it's supposed just, to be a prequel. Right. Yeah. I think you could really re-edit the first three films into one, which they actually did at some point. Or I don't think they re-edited it into one thing. No, they, no, edited, they pulled them all together. All together and showed them somewhere. Awful or you idea. could you could download them, I think, on Awful iTunes idea. or something like that. I can't imagine. I'd have well, to drink so much soda to stay awake, I'd get diabetes. Dude, okay. So speaking of which... We started the other night. We watched almost all of these in one night. Bad idea. Horrible idea. Don't ever do that. I can't imagine any of my listeners would, and they're probably laughing at me at this very moment. <laughs> but uh, so part three, you start to get a backstory that uh, these girls were groomed to be, you know, the carriers of Toby. You don't know if he's Satan. You don't know if he's just some ancillary demon. Right. Whatever. He's he's all you need to know is he's his name is Tobin. Yeah. He likes to open doors. And he's the imaginary friend of Christy. Yep. Yep. Christy. That's how he's introduced. Right. Dennis um, starts to get very, you know, wants to investigate, wants to investigate. Of course, the girl's mom, very dismissive. Um, it starts to put strain on Dennis and his girlfriend, the girl's mom's relationship. Um, and Katie starts to get frightened of Toby. Because she's starting to finally see these activities activities materialize. And she's starting to get scared of him and doesn't want him. Um, 
she she finds Toby for the first time and people really start to believe her in this hilarious scene <laughs> in which Katie and Dennis's close friend who's babysitting Randy yeah. play Bloody Mary in the bathroom. Well, Randy is just for the sake of describing who this character is. Um, Dennis, he's a wedding videographer. With Dennis. With, yeah. with um, Randy. Mm-hmm. And Randy's like his assistant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they decide to really try taping all of these things. And uh, Randy's a believer. He thinks there's some weird stuff going on that can't be explained. Well, because they have actual video yeah. footage that for some reason the wife refuses to watch. And or acknowledge if she has watched it. It's it's there. Yeah. He, he has visual proof that things Something are happening. And, of course, the dismissive wife says, nah, I ain't going to watch this. Quit wasting my time. Yeah. And you're spending too, and you're spending too much time on dealing with this. So there's this really hilarious scene where, um, for whatever reason, Dennis is only babysitting the eldest sister. Oh, because Christy came down with a fever after one night where there was quite a bit of involvement with Toby during the night. She, the little one, comes down with a fever. They take her off to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Randy comes over to babysit. They decide to play Bloody Mary in the bathroom, and Randy pulls off the best. I'm scared shitless, but I'm trying to hold it together for the sake of this little girl and not look like an idiot yeah. ever. <laughs> I mean, this this scene, after it was, because he's filming the entire time and shit's going down, and the little girl's genuinely frightened. She's, she's and, yeah. crying, and it was actually a pretty great scene. Yeah. And he is doing so many awesome nervous giggles and calming himself down, right. and there's a shaking in his voice that's right. really funny. Right. Because I think I can relate to it. Everybody can. Something scares you or whatever and you just kind of nervously let it out yeah. or you're trying to calm yourself in some way through giggling and so everybody can relate to that moment right <laughs> no he was he is the best character in all, this one uh, in this one big time not just that scene but the scene where he's watching the the video <laughs> and he find they find out uh they tried taping a sex tape and then paranormal activities start happening and he and he lets out this laugh that's like <laughs> It's not a goober laugh that I'm really hoping Derek edits into right here. Now. <laughs> so yeah, so what ends up happening? The grandma, the grandma ends up uh, hypnotizing the girls, yeah, killing yeah, the parents, yeah, yeah. and taking them. Yeah, and that's where the backstory of them being yeah. groomed to be psychics and vessels for Toby and all this other crap. And again, starts. the grandma seems to be able to control this force a bit. At the end, in well, she's part of the coven, scenes. right, right, right. But in the end of the scene, in the end of the movie, in some of the final scenes, she seems to be able to either have her own energy and force or control Toby a bit because it's her interaction and her direction that brings upon Dennis's killing mm-hmm. and Christie's killing, right? Or the mom's killing, excuse me. The right. girls survive, but the mom's killing. And so at the end of the film, you're left to believe that they're in the care of grandma. Right. And then, um, yeah, to me, the highlight of this movie, Randy's goober laugh, which I cannot wait for you to splice into an MP3, (laughs) and it will be your text message alert for me. Oh, boy. (laughs) Or my text message alert for you, I mean. (laughs) Great. I'm so glad that that's happening. Um, (laughs) So, but the ending of this movie was pretty decent. There was there was a, a good yeah. shock sequence of somebody getting finally de- like killed 
yeah. on screen. Yeah, and um, yeah, a couple of like hebe parts that were okay. Yeah, so the, uh, of the first three, part three, decent. Pretty solid. And then we go on to part four. What's your synopsis for part four? Affluent white teens FaceTiming uh, paranormal activity done. That's basically it. <laughs> part four is literally... There's no oh, point. and there's a Connect X that and a camera that somehow can seamlessly move without any intervention wh- whatsoever between night vision and <laughs> and regular. Yeah, without somebody actually changing it. it. Right. <laughs> so part four is essentially nothing more than a product uh, endorsement video for micro Microsoft yeah. Connect for the Xbox. Yeah. Which there were some cool scenes there some at night. There interesting yeah. scenes with with that. I I like that 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 was kind of a cool thing. The first 3 times they utilized it as an effect, it was kind of cool. Right. We, because if you aren't aware or if you uh put on night vision, you turn off all the lights, the connect how it works is, is it it broadcasts a bunch of um dot matrixes out onto everything and that's how it detects the motion. Yeah. So they utilize this, and it looks neat. Yeah. It, it really does look neat. But then after a while, it's the only gimmick they got yeah. in this movie. Yep. And the movie is so forgettable, so pointless. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. All you're left with is the ending just shows that there's one shot where there's a ton of witches chasing after someone. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Literally, there's nothing. I would skip this movie entirely. Yeah. I don't feel like it really added anything aside from somehow, despite the fact that Christy stole Hunter which as is, a baby, which right. was, or uh, Katie stole Hunter as a baby, which was Christy's first male offspring. Somehow. He's adopted to a different family. Yeah, that didn't make that sense didn't make, to me. Why all. wouldn't she just keep him? Who knows? And where where is this other kid from? Who knows? That made no sense to me it, at all. The whole movie was made no yeah. sense. It was stupid. Yes. The only scene yes. worthwhile in the entire damn thing was where the dismissive mom in this version, <laughs> in this movie, Toby picks her up, flies her to the ceiling. And then it cuts away to another camera and comes back in a a, a really shitty um, dummy falls to the ground. <laughs> I loved that. I I made Amanda watch that like two times. Yeah, because yeah. I was laughing pretty fucking yeah. hard. Yeah, at some point, and which I don't think is what the uh, uh, what the filmmakers intended was for the, us to get to the point where the movies were laughable, <laughs> but. At some point, I was my sanity was compromised watching these films. <laughs> I had to start laughing at him because it was making me insane. Well, because these movies have so much dead space in them, yeah. Because it cycle the gimmick is that they cycle through footage, they cycle through um, different Still cameras shocked, yeah. that. Your brain is left to sit and wander so much. Too much. Too much to the point where you get mm. taken out of the film yeah. just by the pure nature of yeah. the gimmick. Yep. That it, there's really, 
I think had we even had we not watched so many of these in one sitting, I still would have felt that. Oh, way. Oh, you would have. It, there's there's no way that your interest can be held for ninety that minutes long. watching a group of people from security cameras. Yeah, that's essentially all these movies are: security camera, the movie, FaceTime camera, security camera. This movie in particular yeah. was trying to be FaceTime the movie, which I thought the movie unfriended. Was much better. Oh, I did this movie. It's a, it's you know, it sounds like the worst movie ever, and the the trailer was terrible. And I've talked about this on uh, the not holiday horror episode with John Pata and Kevin Summerfield. All three of us were staunch defenders of Unfriended. <laughs> it looked like an awful film, but it was actually really well done. Mm-hmm. And Paranormal Activity Four attempted to be that film. Mm-hmm. And became just a completely forgettable movie yeah. because none of the characters are relatable. I think the girl, the main girl, was cute, and she actually wasn't was pretty decent in her role. The teenage daughter. Yes. Yeah. yeah, she was not bad, but everyone else. They show the dad these events because her quote unquote friend is creeping Ben recording everything on her laptop. Well, and then by her request, he sets up secret video right. cameras cuz he's like a tech nerd right. who ma- who makes independent films in of the course. movie. That's his no, tie. No, I think he makes having, YouTube videos. Yeah, that's his tie-in to having cameras all over the place in technology and understanding technology and video recording. So, um at her request, he sets up hidden cameras and all of the laptop cameras in the house to secretly always be on record. The webcams to right. always be on record. So they show these cameras to her dad. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is neat. That's pretty amazing. I can't even figure out how to use my cell phone. And you guys can do this. You guys can do this. This is pretty amazing. And the kids yeah. are left like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's shit happening in this house. Yeah. Anyways, that's the name of the game here. So, first four movies. We're at four movies now. Four movies that literally can be condensed down to one film. Singular film, without doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Then we go on to part five, the marked ones. Which is a 180 Which, in terms of... Everything. 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 The demographic of the characters, the filming style. It finally... It finally shows practices of the midwives, uh, a singular witch mm-hmm. within the midwives, Anna, right. uh, who's the downstairs neighbor to the primary. But it also shows a grouping of people that actively are involved in religion, that believe what's going on, as opposed to yes. the secular, white, affluent families that didn't believe yeah. anything. And it, their only tie to religion was that when shit hit the fan... Then they contacted the priest to come in yeah. and and get bit or have fire burn on him or whatever the fuck in those small little scenes. But now you have a grouping of people um, in a stereotype. I'm sure it's yeah. not that the Latinos all are staunchly religious and are and, like yeah and are like oh fuck, uh, there's a demon here. Shit's going down. Shit's happening. And not only they turn 
they only they um there's crosses and things displayed in the home and the grandma is like really upset by some of the things and is like telling the kids who are dabbling with this Simon says machine as a communicative device to like a Ouija a board yeah. basically they're using a Simon says and the grandma walks in on it and figures out what's going on it was like fuck you guys this don't be evil. fucking with this don't play around with it get it out of my house um, and then when they start really feeling like something's happening, the grandma goes to um, a spiritual leader within their within their community, not a priest, but a shaman within yeah. their Latino community. Right, right. In this film, right and away, she, she is the one. Sorry, she is the one who comes back to perform the exorcism ritual. He's not, there is no religion. We've already jumped. We've kind of jumped forward without explaining what this is. So, so do you want to give a, a plot synopsis of what part five is seeing how you've done them for all of them? (laughs) Latino family living in a house with doors that open and shut. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, It opens with these, um, uh, footage of a, a kid graduating from high school and then um, moves on to uh, some parties and things like that. He and his best friend are involved in. They suspect that um, the woman who lives below them has some bizarre things going on. They hear moaning and yelling from her house. They um, receive a go. One of them receives a GoPro as their uh, high school graduation gift. So that's where um, all of the footage comes from is like first person view GoPro footage. And then um, they kind of tease and make fun of this witch who then lives below them, lives below them, who then uh, basically casts the evil eye on them. And um, the one boy becomes possessed. Yeah. Oscar, one of their high school classmates, it's um, they're like, gosh, why is he involved with her? So they already have some suspicions and don't really know what's going on. And then the witch is killed and they the uh, main character in this film is cursed is cursed and it starts to become obvious that there's something really weird going on after they get high on drugs <laughs> and break into her apartment to like goof around right and just like and try and see what's going on well this. they're trying to get it in with a couple girls they no they, that's that's the second time they, they bring oh, them there right, remember right, right. it's just the two of them and they steal her notebook and they're looking over some of her notes and things like that and then they go down into the basement with their other female friend and find the main character's picture and oscar's picture on an altar mm-hmm. then they try and do some tip drills with chicks in the <laughs> apartment <laughs> and um things just escalate things from escalate there really quickly yeah so that yeah. from that point on it's basically yeah. like uh he's slightly possessed or cursed and uh, it's incrementally just escalating to a finale uh one of the main things that this film taught was one the film was a lot better than the other ones but it was like what was the main problem with the first four films. This film taught us that rich white people in huge homes that that have no connection to spirituality and, and are constantly tethered to um, video devices, that that story, when paranormal things start happening to them, once that starts, that story is not interesting or engaging or even remotely scary in the slightest. This film 
you have a minority group that are very close to each other, where in the other films, all the people always stayed in their own separated rooms in these huge houses and really didn't, like, that's why they were so dismissive of each other, because they didn't really, like, Interact. interact. And these characters in this film all lived in these tiny little slum apartments where they all lived with their whole family in like a two, three bed or two bedroom apartment. Unfortunately, stereotyping the right, community. Right, but it was taking place in the slums. So these people were, it starts off with a graduation and a huge family party. And through the whole film, it shows how close these people were with not only their friends, but with their family. Mm-hmm. They were all very religious. So they bought into everything that was happening. So as things were happening and they were recording them, they showed each other and they helped each other out. And there was a sense of community and camaraderie. And these characters had personalities. Mm -hmm. This was immediately a far more engaging film than any of the four films that came before it. I mean, what did you think, compared to the first four films, what did you think of this one? Without a doubt, the best. There's, It absolutely is the best. The characters are funny. They're very natural. They're goofy. They're fun to watch. Yeah. If you're going to watch yeah. any of these films, yeah. I'm going to flat out say it, because we still have one film to go after this. This is the one you watch. Just start with this one. I say just watch this one. <laughs> Don't watch any of the yeah. other ones. Just start with this one. This Just yeah. this one. I would say genuinely, if I if you were like kind of thinking about watching a paranormal activity movie, just watch this one. Yeah. Forget about the rest of them. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to watch the other ones to get it. There is a tie toward the end, which a lot of people had problems with how it tied back into the other films. Did you have a problem with like the last 10 mi- or 15 minutes where he went into the door because they go to the witch's house? And then he finds the door to the other realm. The dimensional And then door. he goes back to part one, mm-hmm. essentially. He goes no, back. I didn't you, have a problem with that. Neither that did was I. The point of the, that was the point of the door. And that was the point. And they they discussed that door in the third one. Mm-hmm. They show, Or the one where the little girls go with their grandma. That's, That's the part third three. One. Yeah. yeah. They discussed the, the door in the third one. They don't talk about it all in the fourth one. And it's shown... And you know immediately what it is. Yeah. And so, no. And the fact that the fifth one, it makes even more sense with the fifth one, because the fifth one is called the Ghost Dimension, which then sets up that this Toby character and the little girls, uh, once they're kind of possessed and a part of this witch's coven and whatever else, they're like able to travel through dimensions, through space and time as a means, this door being a means of it. Right. Right. Or at least travel in between these couple of um, specific locations by way of these dimensional these doors. Yeah. Correct. I didn't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. I, 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 I really liked it. it. I thought this one. No. And let's take that, put a caveat on that. When I say I really liked it, it meant in relation to the rest of these <laughs> movies. Yeah. It's it's a okay movie. But when put into context of these this series, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's far well, better. And it explains why in the first one, um, Katie starts screaming for Micah to come downstairs. 
because all of a sudden there's just this kid in their house. Right. Um, in the first one, you just have to assume that something happens to her or you don't really know why she starts screaming and going crazy. So it's, it, I thought it was a fairly seamless. It made sense to me. Well, it- Though they never show a doorway um, with those particular markings around it in the first the movie. first movie. And I think you just got to realize just, they're retconning at that yeah, point. Yeah, right. So... So part five, the see, you call part five, and everyone calls part five the ghost dimension. Part five is the marked ones. I'm not going to sit and buy into that garbage. That's bullshit. Anyway, so we're moving on to the final film in the series for right now in 2016. (laughs) The ghost dimension. Amanda, give give your elevator pitch for the ghost dimension. A white family who lives in a nice house with doors that open and close with two visitors. And a a VHS camcorder with extra tubes that that finally allow them to see Toby. Seven million tube VHS camcorder that's still functional. Remember, folks, tubes equal ghosts. (laughs) Uh, That shoots in the best quality of footage I've ever seen for VHS Okay, here we go. And now she's bringing this up because the entire time I'm watching this, now mind you, part three, it it took place in 1988. And it makes you believe that this widescreen image (laughs) that is crisp and clear and has the greatest exposure range at night of any VHS camcorder in recorded history is supposed to be a VHS camcorder, and the footage is supposed to be shot on VHS. It's not. It's cheap. They put a bunch of scan lines on top of HD footage and really shitty fucking digital numbers. It's supposed to make you, the viewer, who were more than likely only 13 or 14 years old that never actually lived through 1988 and experienced that technology, it's positing that you won't care that this is inherently a lie and that you are get, not supposed to get pulled out of it immediately. <laughs> now the ghost dimension, and boy, I'm going to get heated about this I one. I've been it. waiting. I've been waiting. Yep. They, they find this camera because essentially what ends up happening is the ghost dimension starts off with this family who just moved into this house. The house is was built on the same spot, uh, same spot that the house from part three was because that, that burnt down. That burnt down, and they built this big house. But the the footage on VHS that was edited is found as they're putting up holiday uh, decorations because this takes place at Christmas. So here's a Christmas horror film, folks, for you that are out there that want to find them Christmas horrors to sit and watch that we didn't talk about on our not holiday horror episode last year. Maybe I'll we'll finally do that episode. I don't know. I, I think it'll be a nice joke if we, we do holiday horror episodes and we just never talk about them. But anyways, so they find these tapes and they find this camcorder that now, with the extra tubes, that now when they turn it on and start recording, now we're not talking about beta, we're not talking about SVHS, Super VHS, we're just talking about VHS, still has the crispest fucking picture on the face of the planet, (laughs) has fucking scan lines that warble in the worst digital fashion, 
still at nighttime picks up everything, every nuance. The exposure range is insane of this fucking camera. And we're supposed to believe this is a VHS camcorder. And this, now this camcorder, it's it's insulting. I'm sorry, I can't, I could never get beyond the fact how insulting this was to the audience that you're supposed to believe that this footage is genuinely VHS. Did this bother you at all? This is, as somebody has worked as a video professional for many, many years, I immediately was out of the film. I'm like, just shoot it on VHS. Bothers me, bothers me, infuriates me. My answer to if it bothered me, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could tell, if you couldn't tell, this was a a hair irritating to Derek. <laughs> and I spent my entire night last night listening to him, even hours after the movies were over. The movie was over, listening and trying to calm and soothe his <laughs> frazzled nerves by uh, about this discrepancy in video quality. <laughs> Well, because you're sitting here watching yeah. what essentially is just a remake of part three. Mm-hmm. I, I Would you say it's just a remake of part three? Uh, yeah, where the little, where a really little girl is having super intense interactions with this Toby character. Yeah. But in only this now one, you can see yeah, the ghost. Right. In this one, though, now they make him, they give it some man, physical manifestation by way of shooting with this 9,000 tube VHS camcorder that has the greatest exposure range and looks yeah, better okay, than get over. looks better it looks like it was shot 4k okay stop stop but uh but so the ghost how would you describe toby in his vhs camcorder manifestation black smoky waterfall yes which i would think any child mice and or human being me being almost 33 years old would shit my pants if i saw at the end of my bed which which brings us to my main problem now with the series that we're supposed to posit that the entire series up to this point is about a bunch of kids that befriend that have an imaginary friend that is this spirit and that they are great friends with him, yet he is this fucking wispy, frightening-looking apparition. Do you believe, for one second, as as somebody that actually is a female, that grew up as a little girl, would you have befriended something like that? I was scared shitless of shadows until I was like 27. Exactly. So it falls the fuck completely apart. I still am scared shitless of certain shadows. It's ridiculous. It's downright insulting. This little girl, this fragile, tiny little girl, super cute. All the girls they found for yeah. these actors were so cute and were so good in these movies. Mm-hmm. She's supposed. You're supposed to believe that this girl is not scared shitless <laughs> of this fucking, like, Nightmare demon. This nightmare, yeah. wispy, like uh, venom type symbiote. Well, maybe apparition. She rec- maybe she recognized what a pussyfoot he was when it came to initial hauntings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Well, well, he likes to move around chairs. Yeah. So anyway, so what happens in the movie? Of course, little by little, incrementally, the master shots show. More and more things happening. And he runs at the camera, because this was shot in 3D, so the big gimmick was shit get, can get thrown at you now. Yeah. But they find out right away that this is happening, and they can yeah. see it. 
and they're not showing anyone the footage. Well, the wife is still dismissive and will not watch the fucking footage. But then what I thought was strange is, and this is something that killed me in all of the movies. You have at some point everybody in the films believes it. Yes. You know, at some point everyone to. believes it, whether they've seen the footage or not. They can sleep awfully soundly. For this kind of garbage going on. It always shows this stuff happening at 2, 3, 4 in the morning. And they stay there all night. And they go to bed the next night as though nothing is going to happen again. Every single night for weeks on end. And, you know, for nights and nights and nights on end. I'd have about three nights of that. And I'd peace out. Dude, I'd be frazzled. You'd, I have, to give me, yeah. you'd have to give me some Valium. Yeah, I would be... Uh, Frazzled myself. So that is something that always was just like flabbergasting to me. In these films? In all all of them, yeah. In all of them. They just so calmly accept it and are like, yeah, well, we'll call the priest tomorrow. Right. Oh, well, we'll we'll address this in the morning. Right. We, uh, I had a a fucking demon breathing on me, but... I'm going to just try and get a little shut-eye. Yeah. Well, how about... I'll turn the gas fireplace off and just get a little shut-eye. Yeah. What about... Oh, but she was very concerned because Toby was attempting to burn her her personal Bible. Personal Bible. Personal Bible. Anyways, so they're reviewing these VHS tapes and they find this huge conspiracy with the girls and correlations of what's going on. The wife refuses still to watch any of these videos. Yeah. And now we have we can see Toby. So what do you think now that we can see Toby and he, he puts up sets up this stationary camera that can see him? What do you think of Toby's like? How did you? I'm trying to think of how how to get you to say what I want you to say here. Because <laughs> you said it last night and I thought it was perfect um, as we were watching it. What do you think of his tactics of moving around within the house? Oh, yeah, okay. So numerous times it shows him, like, sinking out of the ceiling uh, several yards away from his final destination. You're a fucking ghost. Just materialize where you want to. Why are you lurking around? Why are you walking around? Just go to where you're going. Also, you nimrods, closing the door isn't going to help you. He is from the ether. He can materialize from anywhere. Also, uh, apparently he just has an, a vast amount of energy to waste by materializing 35 feet away from his final destination. <laughs> and then he can just either choose to slowly lurk down the hallway or if there's a camera to be knocked over, whiz past it, whiz past it so fast <laughs> that it falls over. And then you just see his wispy little feetsies go towards the room. That was one thing. He obviously had to know that they were recording him and could see him, yet he did nothing about those cameras. Nonsense. Just total nonsense. So what ends up happening? Here we go, folks. If you really don't like spoilers, don't listen to this. Yeah. Because here it is. Here's the epic finale of the series. Paranormal Activity, the series. This is a warning. Thank you. They finally bring Toby to life. They capture him yeah. with the aid of a priest yeah. and, and satanic uh, pentagrams in the middle of, a, of, oh, it was just nonsense, a bunch of CG nonsense. He's materialized in physical form. 
Well, they throw a sheet over him. He hasn't manifested a physical form yet. They throw a sheet over him to capture him as a demon. Right. Um, he doesn't like that very much. No, he's writhing around. And I actually thought that was kind of a cool effect. Yeah. It reminded me very much so of this old um, poltergeist movie. Yeah. Oh, the name of it escapes me now, where this woman is being raped by a poltergeist and then she's taken in by a university research study. Oh, why can I not think of the name of this movie we is used to watch? Is it the Exorcism of um, Emily Rose? No, no, no. This is a movie from like the 80s. I'm, I'm going to... Do you have your, anything down here we can zip around? Uh, don't worry about it. Well, at any rate, they... Um, there is uh, this woman who is constantly being raped by a demon. Nobody believes her. They think that it's like masturbation guilt. So she beats herself up and all this other weird stuff. Finally, a university research team believes her, recreates a house, a re recreates this, her house in a uh, gymnasium at a university and retrofits it with um, glass walls. Is and that then, beyond the door? no. I'll remember it the second I hear it. I will think of it so hard now. And um, then when she senses this demon is coming for her, this poltergeist is going to come rape her, she gets to a safe room and they flood the house with liquid nitrogen. And then they pan back to this huge master shot and it's just this massive um, amorphous gob uh, that's like takes over half the house. And when I was a kid... That scared the fuck out of me. I, gosh, this is so frustrating. The um, So in this scene, it's just this huge amorphous figure mm -hmm. that is shapeless and faceless and um, formless to an extent. And they've captured it. And then they're, um, all of a sudden it like explodes and you know shit. This thing has escaped again, and there's no way to stop it. And there's this poor, helpless, vulnerable woman who's just being abused. And now, finally, somebody believes her, and there's nothing they can do about it. Oh. It's supposed to be based on a true story. Okay. So that's what, to me, would be frightening about this movie. If they, I like that they catch Toby under a blanket, and you can kind of see this undulating shape. They start to give it physical form. You start. It starts to look like a <laughs> uh, like a human a form. Human form. But then, in my opinion, they fucking ruin it because oh. it turns around, streaks at the camera with a shitty CGI ghost face. Oh my god! Okay, because and it the ruins sheet look because then it pulls a it pulls a um, Obi Wan Kenobi and it it, it totally like the the sheet yeah, falls yeah. to the ground. The sheet gets whips away. Then there's some shitty like CGI, CGI ghost, ghost fire jumps at you. Oh, because it's shot in a night vision again, which yeah. is a big gimmick. In this series, lots of night vision going on. But anyways, so then eventually Toby doesn't like the fact they were trying to catch him. And he offs all the motherfuckers in pretty decent fashion, even though it's all shitty CG. Except mom. It's a dismissive mom, of course. Except which leads us to the mom. end mm -hmm. where they finally, he materializes but and remember, he comes back to life. They have to travel through the door oh, above they go the, back little the, door. the little the, girl's bed. The ghost dimension. The ghost dimension opens. Yeah. And the little girl crawls through this tunnel. The mom is scared shitless and kind of cornered into the little girl's room. And she's like, all right, I either go out of the, her room and it's, you know, fucking killed by a demon. Or I go in this ton down this tunnel and 
potentially live and get my daughter or whatever. So she goes down the tunnel and then is transported back to the 1980s. Back to the house from part three. Back to the house from part three to the 1980s. And when she gets there, she's frantically searching around for her child, finally finds her. And the child's like, mom, don't worry. They only needed one drop of my blood. And then the mom's like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Who hurt you? She's so concerned about saying, who hurt you? Where did they hurt you? Instead of, let's get the fuck out of here. Then you see Oh, uh, well, in, in they pull a Blair Witch. Yeah, they knock the They knock the camera over. For the first time, someone decides that, you know what? Maybe my safety is more important than filming this nonsense that's going on. And all we see... Our shins. They don't... Oh, that's right. She sets the camera on the ground. And that's why it's there. And then in a scuffle, it gets knocked on its side. That's how they have the camera. So always ever see of this fucking spirit, the big reveal are shins. Dirty fucking ankles. (laughs) And the movie ends. I have to say, Toby did have nice calves. Look like... The ghost dimension was easily one of the most insulting pieces of shit I have watched oh in a long time. Okay. Uh, all right. I, but that's because of your history with film. Well, I no, mean. but it's also, I think in just in general, for a film to be the climax yeah. of a series okay. yeah. that you're finally, this is the end, this is going to tie everything up, which it didn't. Did not. It did not. Did not. There are many questions that remain to be answered. Again, why Toby? Why these little girls? Why didn't this happen centuries ago? What was the point of bringing Toby back? Is he supposed to leash on hell on you know hell on earth? What is significant significant about about Toby? Toby? Was he a previous leader in the cult? I don't fucking get it. And or is it just a matter of fact of of, he's just a demon, and for a demon to resurrect and and become flesh, that's significant. That's the significance. We'll never know. Who cares? At this point, who cares? Yeah. Because it's all it is is a remake of Part 3, vastly inferior, that they decided the gimmick was it's going to be in 3D, and they're going to finally show the yeah. ghost. But they finally show the ghost, and it's nothing. Way You've seen- scarier. Way scarier as the smoky waterfall. Way scarier. Because again, but, it goes back to that amorphous figure. But you already saw it in the preview. Right. So right. if you saw the, the trailer to this film... You've seen the entire fucking film. Yeah. They gave you all the money shots because mm-hmm. this is nothing more than another fucking retread of the rest of the series. And not only is this the worst film of the series, it's one of the worst horror films I've watched probably in the last five years. That's pretty harsh. Uh, <laughs> but I guess I would I would never watch it again. I don't think I, mean, I, I would. I'm still it's still hitting negative points for me. Oh, I would never. watch. I it again. have not had a film made me make me that physically upset <laughs> your cheeks were beat red they are now even a bit since halloween 2 since rob zombies halloween 2 which is a throwback to episode 1 folks if you you know my thoughts go back listen to episode <laughs> 1 Asher. shameless shilling i i'm not above shameless shilling but anyways, go back and listen to episode one and all the rest of the episodes. You can find them yeah. at astroradioz.com. And blah, blah, no, sorry. Seriously, the worst, the worst film of the it, series. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Easily the worst film. 
Uh, was it this I year? Know. No, no, it didn't get released this year, did it? Because they had a really weird. You mean 2015? 2015. It had that weird release where it was simultaneous digital and theatrical, and oh, and Paramount know. had a huge. Um, there there was huge problems with uh, certain theater chains because they didn't want to release a theater a movie in the theater that was also going to be released digitally oh, on iTunes at the same that. time oh, because they that. want exclusivity. Sure, sure. They want to get people in yeah. seats. Yeah. So there was a huge problem with that. And ultimately, you know what? Who loses out? Not the filmmakers. They, they made a ton of money. The studios yeah. made a ton of money on this yeah. fucking thing. We lose out because the movie's a total piece of fucking garbage. So... We're done. Paranormal activities. Now, Can I, okay, oh, you got something? I just want to say something. Just, just because we are at the very end in the background of what we're doing, we're at the very end of um, Paranormal, activity, Paranormal one. activity 1. And this was something that sat with me and pissed me off in every single series that the uh, Katie, the primary character, when she is possessed... Walks or just lurches around. That would that it takes me so out of the fact that she's like supposed to. Be, what am I supposed to believe that your hips become non-functional when you're possessed by a demon? <laughs> I don't understand. Why are you lurching all of a sudden? <laughs> this was a problem. You like you had real pro- like as we were watching these. You re- that really bothered because you. it takes me out of it. It totally takes me out of it, and it was irritating. That, but that the, it just dropped into my mind because of of uh, because it was on the screen that's just here bad in background. It's bad direction. Just walk. All, uh, it's not her fault. It's just oh, poor yeah, direction. I know. Poor direction, and good for her because she had the easiest paycheck of any actress ah! I've seen in a no long kidding. time. Have a slack face and lurch around. Okay, I could do that. Just all poor day. direction. It's yeah. not her fault. Yeah. I, you know, she did what. She had to. Oh, do. I know, I know. But uh, so here we go. Final thoughts. We've w- sat and watched six and a half films. <sighs> what are your final thoughts on this this marathon session and us fi- watching this series? I drink about once every four months alcohol, and I drank during this film series because it was so horrible. <laughs> Would you would you recommend anyone watching any of these? I would rather glue sandpaper to the back of my eyelids. Yeah. I would rather chew fluorescent light bulbs. Oh. I would rather. And you thought I was I was extreme <laughs> with with the ghost dimension. <laughs> I think you get my point. I will never watch these movies again, unfortunately. Yep. Which brings me to my final thoughts. Fuck this movie series. Fuck these movies. They were not made for a 38-year-old man. They were made for 12 to 15-year-old kids that that are going to spend mommy and daddy's money to go to the theater and get jump scares. Because this is Jump Jump Scare scare the series. This is white, affluent, privileged people. Jump Scare the series. Mm -hmm. Awful awful movies if you're gonna watch any of them if you you feel the need to be relevant 
within the horror community and have things to talk about and you need to watch a paranormal activity film, watch the marked ones. It's the only good one. It's the only good one. It's the only decent one and you get everything from every... Otherwise, this film series could have been three films, could have been a trilogy. You could have edited the first four films together into one, then the marked ones, which actually brought a decent mythology to it and gave you, you know, Mm -hmm. what it needed to to tie it into the series Mm -hmm. and then have one epic fucking finale where toby just goes around and fuck shit up yeah nah nah you don't oh. get it so ultimately yeah. it's a, that would be that would have been the best route for them to and take. that's what i said last night i said they could have edited all of these films even the marked ones they could have edited all of it and that is the only one that doesn't have these master shots where nothing fucking happens. It's constantly for moving. on end. It's constantly moving. There's constantly something going on. Because they're carrying the camera constantly around. Constantly tying in, right. It's an actual and, movie. It yes, feels an like an actual film. movie. They could have edited all of these films, literally every single one of them together for me, every single one of them together into one. One. And then had two movies where Toby, if they wanted to do a trilogy, or start a franchise series just with Toby as the... Killer? The killer. Or, you know, like the story of Toby. Again, why is he here? Is he supposed to be unleashing hell on earth? Is he supposed to be resurrecting other demons? I don't know, but you could have made a series about it. Who cares? Uh, Doesn't matter. Don't watch any of these, which brings... Boner killer. Yeah, was major boner killer. But, which brings me to what I want to say to you, the listeners. Oh, gosh. Other than being... <laughs> getting this episode out of this torture session. <gasps> um... Now I have this five film box set sitting in my house that um, I will never watch it again. I can't even bear to look at it. I will never watch this again. Um, So I'm presenting this out there to you, fine listeners, as a giveaway. If you go to the Astro Radio Z Facebook page and you tell me what film was... Amanda referring to before when she was describing an old 80s film that uh, a possession film. If you can go to the Astro Radio Z Facebook page and on a thread, I'll start for a giveaway. If you can name that film, I will send this film. I will not only send this five film box set. I will also throw in our new film, Hole in the Wall, with it, and I will send it to you as a giveaway because I no longer want this box (laughs) set in my house. Or we're going to turn it into a drink coaster. Or I'm just going to throw it in the trash. (laughs) This is, I I will never watch these, but if for some reason you kind of like these films or you want to go through this torturous experience yourself, uh, I will give this away to you. So go back. Re-listen to the uh, the description Amanda gave. Or I, I can give a quick one again now. Nah, nah, nah. Okay, they can okay. go, but they listen. Okay. If you, while you were listening to that, you knew what that title was, go to the Astro Radio Z Facebook page, write in the comments what that film is, and I will send this in hole in the wall to you. So, Amanda? It was, it was definitely an 80s movie, because I was a little kid when I watched it. Okay. And it scared the little Trust me. Jesus oh, me. one big caveat... If you are a contributor to Astro Radio Z, any of my former guests, you are not eligible for this. So Scott Davis, Andrew Shearer, Mark the Movie Man, any of them, you guys are not eligible for this. So I want an actual listener to chime in and uh, write this down. So anyways, 
I guess I have to say I'm sorry. From forcing me to watch this? Yes. Apology accepted. Okay, well, you know what? That was that's part of being with you me. You can sleep in the bed again tonight. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, on that note, folks, we're going to wrap this show up. Uh, as always, you can uh, you can contact me at astroradiozpodcast at gmail.com. You can, uh, we have a website, www.astroradioz.com. There's a Tumblr. There's a Twitter at Astro Radio Z. And if you would like, you can go to our YouTube channel now, Astro Radio Z, and you can see the visual portion of this show where I've I've taken the podcast and then I put some videos on top of it along with the videos for all of the music that uh, are being contributed, that's being contributed to the show from my friends. You can see there, you can get all the links. Uh, go ahead, give a subscribe there or give a subscribe and a rating and a review to us on iTunes. That would greatly help out with exposure to the show. And I would just in general like to know what you guys think of the show. So please go ahead, support us. I would love to hear from you. Give us a rating, give us a review, give us a subscribe, toss us out to your friends, whatever. But I thank you for listening, Amanda. You want to say goodbye to the folks? Good night. Good night, folks. And uh, if you see doors opening and shutting, don't film them. Don't record them. Go back to sleep.
Ha 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 